Mr. Big Mac spitting on the attack. All or nothing. Fuck the government. They think they slick as fuck. Not enough. I'm watching them funds. Stacking my ones. Gotta run it, how to gun it, lot of fun it, wanna summit, keep a hundred, hundred, we a range of money, get a bank and sunny, just a bank of Mary in the manger, Harry Potter, stranger, bloody, all my fans, government, fuck, fuck, people say what's up with you, we they the suck it, legal way to fuck with you, people may hack up with you, evil pay the fuck with you, legal pay the fuck with you, gotta run it, how to gun it, lot of fun it, wanna summit, keep a hundred, hundred, Welcome back to the Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. You know, I'm gonna clean up the show a little bit. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try not to curse, <laughs> so I could get a <laughs> for everyone rating. You know, maybe that'll help the ratings a little bit. Yeah, you because know, that's the only real thing I see. You know, like. But, uh, let me just break down my day, you know, uh, you know, just chilled, you know, didn't go to a meeting today, uh, you know, just woke up at two like a degenerate, <laughs> just like, how dare you, you degenerate sleeping till 2 p.m., don't you have somewhere to be, I'm like, nah, nah, no. <laughs> Not today. On this wonderful Friday, you know, just chilled. Uh, you know, talked to some friends. You know, one of them was talking about being on my podcast, but you know, he flaked out on me. So, <laughs> you know, 
not gonna pay him too much attention anymore. It's just like, okay, bro. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Then I went to a recovery meeting. You know, not saying which fellowship, because, you know, if you've been listening from the beginning, you would see that I, you know, am part of various recovery fellowships. Uh... I know it's you're not supposed to say you're part of this organization or that organization, you know, anonymity and all that mess, but, you know, I just don't go into it. I just, you know, just say, you know, hey, I went to a meeting today. You know, and if I do talk about a topic from that, I don't say any names. You know, they say what said here stays here, but I'm not too good with that. I think it's cool that. You know, you just say, you know, no names, you know, don't give out no names, don't say what meeting it was at and all that mess. You know, just a rebel, breaking traditions. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I did, you know. Thinking about doing a Christian rap, you know. Just sitting back, you know, like, hmm. You know, some opportunities might come up. You know, people are talking about stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> you know, I'll do that. You know, I'm thinking about just doing a Christian album this summer instead of a secular album. But, uh, yeah. Okay, but that was my, you know, synopsis of my day. So let's dive into the news. Today we're going to be diving into Google News. Yeah. And then Finland leaders call for NATO membership without delay. Yeah, I said this on my other podcast that I do, the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. You know, like basically Finland's like Kill the beast while it's wounded. You know, for our Chronicles of Riddick fans. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I think Finland's doing. They're just like, ah, Russia's attention is, you know, divided. You know, so... You know, it would be really stupid for Russia to try and fight two wars on two different fronts, you know. You know, ask Nazi Germany or England, you know, during the uh, American Revolution, you know, how successful that is, trying to fight multiple wars on multiple fronts. Costs a lot of money. Costs a lot of money and a lot of lives. But I don't really want to go into that too much. That's just, you know, you know, Finland's just being opportunistic. They're... Basically, you know, taking advantage of a bad situation. They're like, oh, let's do this while Russia can't fuck with us. Oh, crap. I cussed. (laughs) Oh, man. I made a poo-poo. Yeah, screw it. I'm I'm just going to keep the rating because I just totally, I just totally cursed what I just said. 
I'm gonna avoid cursing. <laughs> and I'm just like, F-bomb. F-bomb for you. And an F-bomb for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Scratch what I said. <laughs> just like... Oh, man. Uh, then a Dallas salon shooting may be linked to wider attacks on Asian businesses. You know, I don't think there's really a conspiracy in that. There may be like a white nationalist conspiracy because, you know, I was seeing a lot of attacks on Asians in like 2020 and be, well, mostly 2020. Or was it 2021? I can't remember. I think it was 2021. But, uh, yeah, but I was mostly seeing, you know, black people just running up and socking Asians. It was real weird. <laughs> it was like black people had a hard on for Asians because of the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, it was 2020. I heard about that. Well, or towards the end of 2020. But, yeah, that was that was weird. That was a weird moment. And now we're returning to that. But seems like that shooter was white. So, you know, maybe the white nationalists are, you know, going after the Asians. I don't know. Well, let's, let, let's go into it. Screw it. Let's go into it. Uh, the police said that a burgundy minivan that was spotted fleeing the saloon salon sh- shooting. Yeah, no Asian saloons, you know. <laughs> I'll leave your minds to wander. But, uh, yeah. Salon shooting, which wounded three women, resembled vehicles, resembled vehicles, seen at other recent shootings around Asian businesses. The shooting of three women of, of Korean descent. Wow, why am I having trouble reading right now? Uh, let me put this in front of me. Uh, at a Dallas hair salon, appeared to be part of a pattern of shootings at Asian businesses around the North Texas city. The chief of police said on Friday, citing the presence of similar burgundy minivan, a similar burgundy minivan, at the scene of two other shootings. The discovery immediately altered the course of the investigation into the shooting, which took place on Wednesday afternoon. You know, it may not be an Asian, you know, anti-Asian plot, maybe for the shooter, but it may just be that, you know, it's the same guy, because it's like, it's the same man. Yeah, well, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. There's, there's too much supposition, and that's not really going to go anywhere. You know, no one cares about robberies in Dayton, Ohio, so we'll skip that one. Elon Musk says his $44 billion Twitter deal is on hold. Well, why? It's like, why? Why? Uh, Twitter shares fall after tweet. Tesla CEO later says he's still committed to his acquisition of social media platform. Elon Musk said his planned acquisition of Twitter Inc. was temporarily on hold because of concerns about fake accounts. 
a surprise twist that jolted investors and raised questions about his willingness to go through with the $44 billion transaction. Mr. Musk's, Musk's grenade came in a tweet posted at 5.44 a.m. Eastern Time that was followed just, after, just over two hours later by another saying he was still committed to acquisition. Lawyers close to Mr. Musk urged him to send that follow-up tweet, according to people familiar with the matter. And that's all the New York Times is willing to share on that. So, all right, let's keep it moving. And then this one's from NPR. Uh, One million COVID deaths. How many could have been averted with vaccines? Oh, God. Oh, God. You know, how many could have been averted without the vaccines, you know? The Johnson Johnson vaccine has been confirmed to kill 2,000, well, one in 2,000 people. So, you know, I've reported on that previously, so we don't need to go into that too much. But these vaccines are killing people, so they can they can take their dogma and shove it. <laughs> And then Madison Cawthorn tries to survive primary as slip-ups mount. Let's see what's going on with this. This is from the AP. U.S. Representative Madison Cawthorn's prominent role as the youngest pro-Donald Trump agitator in Congress can rub people on the right and the left the wrong way is North Carolina in his North Carolina district. That's made the 26-year-old culture warrior a social media political celebrity and successful fundraiser. He's near the top of the list of the former president's most vocal allies on Capitol Hill. But a series of unforced political and personal errors has brought both the force of big-name state Republicans and traditional enemies to bear against Cawthorn's re-election bid. Some blunders have been headline-grabbing, like one that rankled GOP colleagues who believe he insinuated they were holding orgies and snorting cocaine. <laughs> oh, I was just reminded. We haven't covered this on this podcast. Yeah, Madison Cawthorn. Basically, he said there were people in, you know, both parties, but he's a Republican, that were doing cocaine in front of him, like, blatantly and, you know, inviting him to orgies. So he was a little offended by that, and he went on a, I think it was a podcast and talked about it. And, yeah, the... Republican establishment didn't take too kindly to that. <laughs> they did not take too kindly to that at all. No, they're like, how dare you say that we're doing cocaine? <laughs> you know, I've heard, you know, rumors that people like Bernie Sanders do cocaine. Not saying that he does. You know, but Infowars had did that, and it's it's entertaining to think, you know, like just this old dude, Bernie Sanders, just just sandblasting hookers or some mess, you know. 
Which, if you don't know what sandblasting is, it's when you snort, you know, coke off a hooker, you know. You know, just sandblasting hookers, you know. Getting wild. <laughs> just, woo! Woo, let's go! Nah. Bernie Sanders, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say one way or the other, you know. It's just, you never know. But a series of unforced political and personal errors has brought both the force of big-name state Republicans and traditional enemies to bear. Oh, wait, we read that. Uh, others have been salacious, like recently released videos showing him in sexually suggestive poses. Uh, yeah, I think that's weird, but, you know, if the dude wants to take provocative photos, just him in a, in a thong and a speedo, just junk flapping, you know, <laughs> power to him. It'd be weird for a Republican, but, you know. Yeah, we expect that more from the Democrats. Mm. Mm. So liberal. Not saying that Democrats do that. This <laughs> is just flapping in the wind. But at home, the most consequential may have been when he decided to run for a different House seat only to return to the mountainous 11th Congressional District that he now represents when redistricting litigation shifted the lines again. The top Republican leaders in the General Assembly have thrown their support to Cawthorn, to a Cawthorn rival, State Senator Chuck Edwards, one of seven challengers in May 17th primary. With Trump winning North Carolina twice and endorsing Cawthorn this year, his re-election in Republican-leaning seat in a Republican-leaning seat in a strong GOP year would have seemed likely. Now, after just one term in office, the upstart congressman faces a tough primary challenge with a difficult general election fight if he survives. I don't know what has happened to him, but I do know this. The people of Western North Carolina have not been represented in Washington, D.C., said Michelle Woodhouse, who was once a Cawthorn ally but is now running against him. U.S. Senator Tom Tillis, in Republican North Carolina, endorsed Edwards in the race in late March, saying Cawthorn has fallen well short of the most basic standards Western North Carolina expects from their representatives. Well, yeah, this is just kind of getting repetitive. It's just giving people's opinions. Oh, wait. Let's skip a little bit. Cawthorn is fighting back, accusing the Washington establishment and Tillis of trying to shut him down. I've never folded in Washington and the swamp hates me for it, he says in that. They want someone who will make backroom deals to sell out our values and someone who will abandon America first principles. The 11th district field became crowded with well-known or well-funded challenges after Cawthorn decided in the fall to run in another district closer to Charlotte. Under boundaries retooled during redistricting that would have made his path to re-election much easier. 
Both the statewide house map was struck down by state courts and its reshaping ultimately forced Cawthorn in late February to return to what is largely the 11th district he currently represents. Meanwhile, Edwards, Woodhouse, and other Republicans have been running there for months. Ah, so he's, you know, he's fighting an uphill battle. It's clear that his interest was to move somewhere else and seek a political career someplace else after we, including myself in this district, worked to get him elected, Edwards said in an interview. He turned his back on us. Yeah, that's probably how a lot of people would view it. You know, you're just going wherever the wind blows, like whatever is going to make you more likely to get reelected, you're going that way instead of being loyal to your constituents, so, yeah, I could see that point of view, and, uh, that's all I'm really willing to go into this article, so let's keep it moving, shall we? Uh, what happened when a conservative Jewish group invited DeSantis to speak? What happened when a... Well, we don't need to read that again. The Florida governor received a last-minute invitation to appear at a conference. Um... Chaos is gone. I'll be back to finish this. Maybe tomorrow. Hold on a second.